2: Welcome
3: to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem, Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmett. It's
4: the Monday edition, is what that is, huh? Happy Monday to you. A little after four o'clock. Kath, good to see you. I like
5: a Monday edition.
4: I do too. Feels nice. It's kind of like you're taking off the, um, the seal. Like the, there's, the seal's been broken. Everything's nice and fresh.
5: Nothing but potential.
4: <laughs> we'll quickly dash that in the next few minutes, so <laughs> stick around, my no, friends. No, you know why?
5: It's going to be a great day. It's National Iced Tea Day.
4: Oh, nice. And now I'm new, like, uh, that's your, your beverage of choice, not Oh, my it? gosh. You like yourself some iced tea.
5: Oh, my gosh. First thing in the morning, get myself out of bed. What? Get myself the iced tea.
4: It's 10 below. Doesn't matter. That's what you're drinking?
5: Always the iced tea.
4: Really? Always the iced Always tea? The,
5: last thing before I go to bed at night, got to have a little iced tea. Really?
4: Is there an ice cube in it?
5: It is mostly ice cubes. Okay, good. I make very strong tea mm-hmm. so that I can have a lot of ice cubes in it. It can be super cold.
4: Do you make your own iced tea? Always. With what? An iced tea maker?
5: I have an iced tea maker, mm-hmm. which I have purchased online. And, and I got to be honest, my iced tea maker that I've had for years recently broke. And so I did an internet search. I mounted a search to figure out what iced tea maker I would choose.
4: The perfect iced tea maker. Because
5: I feel strong. I mean, this is my drink of choice. Yeah, this sure. is what I have. Every day. Every single day. And um, I found one that I really liked, and it was $239. Oh,
4: my gosh. I'm not spending that kind of money. This, it was... Did you buy it? was it? so
5: cool looking. It was glass. First of all, the container was glass mm-hmm. and it had a very nice silver bottom and you could pick the temperature <laughs> and it just looked extremely sleek and attractive <laughs> and cutting edge.
4: <laughs> cutting edge.
5: Then the next one on this list of best iced tea makers cost $29. There you go. And is called, the, it has a weird name. It's called the Nostalgia, mm. which doesn't make any sense. The Nostalgia. Anyway- I figured I th- thought about it for a couple of days, and there was no way I could convince myself that spending $239 was okay. Right. So I decided to try the $29 one. What a great iced tea maker. The nostalgia I'm coming through. I'm super excited about really? it. Really? I've had it now for a month. Nice. I'm really into it. So I buy my tea at Presta George mm-hmm. in the Strip District on L- Penn Avenue. Is that
4: loose tea or tea loose bags? Loose tea.
5: Always loose tea because mm-hmm. loose tea is the best tea. The mm-hmm. tea that isn't good, the leftover tea is what goes into tea bags.
4: Oh, that's interesting. I did not know.
5: Yeah. Sorry about that.
4: Uh, all tea bags? Really? Uh-huh. Really? Even like the you high know, I mean, some tea end? bags
5: are better than others. Sure, sure. But really, the best tea is always loose tea, and the leftover goes in the bag.
4: Okay. So what uh, what is the loose tea of choice?
5: Well, I have several, but the number one is the iced tea blend oh, from, from, from Preston George. George, which is very nice. It's half Ceylon and half... Mm, I forget what the other half is. But it's a hearty it's tea. It's hearty. It's it's a serious tea mm-hmm. for people that really like their tea.
4: Do you flavor it with anything? No. Nothing? No. No lemon? No. No peach? No. Nothing? Nothing. Straight tea? Straight. In Any the summer,
5: sugar? once my... No, no sugar. Splenda?
4: Nothing. Unsweetened straight tea?
5: That's it. With ice. In the summer when my mint starts getting going in the yard, I'll You're put crazy. mint in it because that's delicious. Oh, yeah, sure. But other than that... There's also a bunch of nice mint blends at Presta George. My favorite being Leah's Double Mint, hmm. which is black peppermint tea and spearmint uh, herbal. Okay, so, so get a little bit of it. But.
4: You're stuck somewhere. You're on a road trip and you are in. The um, Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Yes. And you, more than anything, need some iced tea.
6: Yeah.
4: Oh, luckily, ahead, there's a Seven Eleven. You walk in, you open the you're cooler, and you go good, in. You're but never
5: going to get good tea. You're never going to get good tea at 7-Eleven. I need an iced tea. I hate to say that. You're never going to.
4: If you were stuck.
5: I'd rather have water than Bad n- iced tea. non-brewed tea. Really? Yeah, I really would. I really would. So you're
4: not going to buy like a, a tea from the store? I'm not going to buy
5: like a nest tea in a bottle. Snap Ever. Never. Peach
4: flavored iced tea. No, it's
5: like soda. What?
4: It's peach horrible. flavored iced tea? I'm doing some peach flavored. I mean, it's
5: delicious, it but is delicious. it's not tea.
4: Well, it's something. There at go. Mike's got the pure leaf iced tea. All right.
5: That's, that is <clears> that is. leaf. bottom of I mean, that if you are desperate, you can have that, mm-hmm. but it's not good. It's
4: better than brisk iced tea.
5: It's brisk better ice than brisk. Tea. Brisk iced tea is horrible. The Lipton. It's not brisk and yeah. it's not iced tea. Well, you're
4: going to cut it, you know, split hairs yeah. at that yeah. point. Yeah. Right. All right.
5: Now, if you're if you're traveling, your best bet is to go into a mom and pop place, a diner. Mm-hmm. Most diners, most junky diners, brew their own tea.
4: With, like you do? Yeah,
5: just with, with really? with just with, you know, in those old, like, bun machines. Oh, sure, you know sure, I mean? yeah, yeah. That's a lot better than buying your, what'd you call it, brisk tea. No. Brisk iced tea is nasty. Nasty. Chick-fil-A has amazing
7: iced tea. Do Fair they, Their sweet tea, tea is really good. How do they make their tea? Um, they have, you know, the regular uh, packets of tea. Tea bags. Tea bags. Mm-hmm. And they put it in a machine. I see. And it just brews. Uh-huh. But they don't
5: put the sweetener in no, until after. So you can get unsweetened tea at right. Chick-fil-A. What kind of sweetener? Regular sugar. Okay. And it's a lot of sugar. I
4: bet it is. It's Super good. sweet. But it's a tea. good tea. It's All a good right. tea. Well, Panera,
5: thanks. for some reason that I don't understand, has the tea that has the most caffeine that mm. I've noticed. I, I don't know what happened. It, you. it I, I. I very rarely get affected by caffeine, but I always feel it after I have the tea of Panera, really? which is also delicious, but way too much. I, I'm not old enough to have it, clearly. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so. but Happy Nationalized but Tea Day. It, yeah, it is. But, you know, I also read this article while we're talking food.
4: Yeah.
5: Hot sauce is having a moment. What do you
4: mean? It's, it always has a moment. No, no.
5: It's having a new moment. Uh,
8: what?
4: Well, this is that be? Uh,
5: an article from the Wall Street Journal. It says, from Mexican brands and the Thai chili sauces to vinegar lace styles rooted in the American South, mm. consumers keep reaching for the condiment, hot sauce, yeah. to satiate their desire for heat and flavor.
4: Nice. Okay. So you're going to put hot, hot sauce on what?
5: I never put hot sauce on anything.
4: N- what? You don't use hot sauce. No, that's
5: why I brought it up because I know you love it so much. I do love
4: myself a hot sauce, Mike. Are you Me a hot too. sauce oh, fan? Yeah. Sure, I put yeah. It on my burger,
5: my hot dog. You put it on a fish. burger. Yeah. Do you put yeah. it on your burger with ketchup or in, in spite of ketchup with, or instead in of both.
4: The zing yeah. is back. Yeah, yeah. Really? I'll do the same thing. Sure. What
5: kind of hot Definitely. sauce do you use?
4: Whatever's there. Oh, uh, the red hot. Yeah, or, or Louisiana. Frank. Yeah, Louisiana is
7: good.
5: Yeah. Yeah. What about Tabasco? I love
4: Tabasco. Sure.
5: Do they each one of those taste different? Yes. Definitely.
4: You can do red Tabasco or green Tabasco, which also has a, another little zing to it.
5: So they don't taste the same?
4: No. They're different. Different different measures of heat. So are you saying this, today's what? <laughs> national hot sauce day? No, no,
5: no. No, no, no. Just oh. an article I found the Wall Street Oh, they're Journal.
4: having a moment. Yes,
5: having a moment. Retail sales of hot sauces jumped by almost a quarter what? over the last five years. Why is that? Seriously. I never – I mean I would see Frank's and Tabasco sauce. Until recently, and now I see every there's like 50 varieties. Well, you of said it.
4: the vinegar. I'm kind of interested in that.
5: Yeah, it says uh, a vinegar. Got, what did it? What did I, I see here? Uh, vinegar flavor. Yeah, vinegar laced styles like rooted that. in the American South. How about hot so. sauce
4: on your fries? You do that? Oh yeah, oh, that's really nice.
7: that's real good. About a month ago, yeah. I walked in John's office. Yeah. And he had a deviled egg with wasabi. And what did you put on it? What what kind of hot sauce did Chick-fil-A? you put on that? was it a Chick Fil A? No, no, it was Taco Bell hot sauce. It was Taco Bell hot oh, sauce. That
8: was the worst. <laughs>
4: oh, There's <that laughs> a
7: video on our Facebook page. The ride home with John and Kathy. If you, oh, you want to look right. at it, oh.
4: it's, it's hilarious. Why don't you revive that? Oh yeah, because I, I do. I said make a little noise. I'm also,
5: a, I'm doing a finger
4: <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Ooh, it also, that? I don't think it was a devil <laughs> egg. I think it was a hard boiled. It was a hard boiled. It was a hard boiled. Yeah, uh, yeah.
4: I mean, you know, that's standard. That's that's. I mean, I
7: never tried hot sauce on a hard
5: boiled. What? a...
4: I hate to say this, uh, deviled egg and, or a hard boiled egg and hot yeah. sauce, that's bar food.
6: Oh, is it? it? Oh, yeah, okay. sure.
4: I used to hang out with a guy, my buddy Don Lau, who introduced me to my wife, by the way. Uh, we'd go to this uh, Irish bar on 42nd Street. He, ugh, he would have <laughs> pig's knuckles and hot sauce.
5: What? Oh, that is so gross. Yeah,
4: in a big glass jar in a big glass. You never had that? Pig knuckles? Oh, yeah. That's a, that's bar food as well.
7: Actual pig knuckles. Yes, sir. That's
4: that's just weird to me. <laughs> yeah, that's and he disgusting. would douse it with hot sauce. It's a farm boy from South Dakota, but it was a bar in New York City. I mean, it's it's typical, you know, standard fare. Just saying.
5: So over the last five years, the rise of hot sauce has been mainly in small, like kind of like microbreweries, mm. but for hot sauce. So <laughs> it's not you imagine. Just- it's not just the Tabasco and the Frank's anymore. Because there's all these like, I don't know what you call it. Well, micro... What's that?
4: What's that look like? You go. You've got this idea. You're gonna, you know, make your own hot sauce. Then you go to a bank. You sit across from a guy and go, "We're gonna make hot sauce. and need a loan."
5: Well, let me tell you, he would say <laughs> probably great idea right I, now I know, because small brands Mark? make up 41 of really? the hot sauce market.
4: Really? Okay. 41%. Um, someone was at the Tabasco um, uh, factory, and they were giving out these little sort of like single servings of Tabasco hot sauce, which was super what, cool. What, is that
5: like a ketchup packet?
4: No, no. They were little glass bottles. They were super oh. cool looking. The Tabasco in miniature. Oh, I
5: like that. Yeah, I, mean, I like the Tabasco label. It looks classic to me.
4: But you have you tried it? I don't.
5: How about a on your baby. eggs? I Try feel it on like your I'm eggs. letting you guys down. You, I'm sorry. I don't like hot food. You, I wish I did. I wish I, I like to be vibrant.
4: You like ketchup, though?
5: I like ketchup. And this I is just, sort
4: of a, just do a couple of dashes on your... On I, your don't,
5: I don't want to do a couple of dashes.
4: All
5: right. I, f- I wish I did.
4: <clears throat> you know what a uh, couple dashes is uh, happening right now? What? The White House. We're headed there in a little bit. Uh, stick around. Greg Clugston joins us from SRN News.
5: Thank mm-hmm. you. Are you getting close to retirement? Experienced a nice bump in your portfolio? We know that the market goes up and unfortunately, we also know it goes down. So don't risk your retirement to market whims. Learn how you can lock in those gains today by spending time with the team at Marley Financial. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial can help you design a retirement plan that is bulletproof against the market's ups and downs. The team at Marley uses a multitude of different techniques to make sure you have a retirement that is tax-friendly, stable, and worry-free. Oh, and speaking of taxes did you know that marley financial can handle them too with all the changes in the tax laws be sure you're taking advantage of the best possible deduction and make sure you know what adjustments to make for your overall financial picture going forward so call today for a no obligation consultation to see just how for 25 years the clients at marley financial have never had a retirement plan fail give them a call today 724-884-1496 or visit them online marleyfg.com 101.5 WORD.
3: Here's Dr. Charles Stanley.
5: Our true
0: identity is that you and I are in Christ Jesus. You and I have been saved by the
8: unmerited, undeserved favor of God the Father through His Son as He
3: died at Calvary. That's the way we're saved. Hear the series, Discovering Our True Identity. This week on In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. Tomorrow
0: morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. Providence Presbyterian Church. Washington Alliance Church. Bethlehem Lutheran Church. St. John the Baptist Church. Impact Christian Church. The Bible Chapel. What do all these churches from various denominations have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation expansion Nello construction the choice for churches see the projects begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com.
5: what's happened to my son
7: we raised him in a church and he went to youth group he's not acting like himself and this morning I found drugs in his room I can't tell my pastor or my friends they'll think I'm a bad parent is this my fault
4: I'm so ashamed and don't know where to turn there is hope. For over 50 years, Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge has been helping families to find answers to their loved ones' drug addiction. Call today, 724 265 4100, or visit
0: paatc.org, bringing wholeness to the hopeless. When it comes to saving money, don't act like a baby. Goo goo gaga. Be the boss and make a budget. I'm the boss, baby.
9: You're the boss of me.
0: I am the boss of you. I'm
7: not.
6: M2. I'm
8: not. M2. Ah! Need a little help?
6: Aren't you going to do any work?
8: I'm very busy
0: delegating. Create a personalized savings plan.
6: We can share.
0: You obviously didn't go to business school. And get other tools and tips at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ag Council.
4: We start the week off always by going to the White House. Greg Clugston is with us again. Greg joins us as the White House reporter for SRN News. Greg, how are you, too? Happy Monday.
1: Good afternoon, John. Good to be here.
3: Thank you, sir.
5: Greg, let's start off by the horror, talking about the horrible accident in New York City. What is the president saying about the helicopter crash?
1: Right. Well, the White House was quick to say that the president was being briefed on this episode this afternoon. And then the president later went on Twitter to say that there was a phenomenal job done by the first responders in New York City, the fire department and the New York City Police Department and the other authorities. And then he thanked them for their work and also just promised that the Trump administration was standing by ready to uh, provide any assistance to New York. Essentially, the latest from Manhattan is that uh, there was one fatality, presumably the pilot of the chopper that crashed on top of a Manhattan Mm -hmm. building. And remarkably, there was not debris uh, from that accident, you yeah. know, spilling over the skyscraper and falling to the street below and all the rest. So as awful as it is with one death, it certainly could have been a lot worse. Surely
4: truly can be. I mean, it's, it is a miracle considering the amount of helicopter traffic in yeah. in any major city and especially Manhattan. And I wonder, I'm mean, sure the president well equipped with that. I mean, he, you know, he's on helicopters on a regular basis, although they're, they're much larger, aren't they?
1: they are uh, and they're operated by the military and uh this was I'm I'm not sure that, that they've determined or have announced yet if this was a sightseeing helicopter or if it was a private helicopter or or what it was but they are uh, they're much different in size compared to what the president typically travels on. I see.
4: Greg, uh, the the word this past week has been tariffs, whether they're tariffs with the Chinese or tariffs with the Mexican government. Uh, where let me, we stand? L- Let
5: me just stand, start by saying, yeah. how many times did I say to you personally, John? I'm sure I said it on the air, too. I thought this idea of threatening tariffs with Mexico was absolutely crazy, Greg. Well, the joke's on me.
1: Well, maybe. First of all, Kathy, you were not the, you're not the only one who, who had that, um, opinion <laughs> about that. You had a lot of Republicans on Capitol Hill who were saying to the White House, no, don't do this. There were a lot of business allies in this country, allies of the President and this White House who were saying, please don't go down this road of tariffs, um, against, um, especially, you know, a neighbor like Mexico. So you, you were not alone okay. in that. And so all last week we had this threat hanging over, uh, you know, Mexico had this threat hanging over it that, you know, starting today there were going to be these uh, 5% um, you know, taxes put on imports and that they would potentially escalate every month up to 25% if there wasn't help from the Mexican authorities uh, with the immigration flow to the U.S. border. So Friday night, not long after he got back from Europe, the president announced, of course, on Twitter that there was a deal reached with Mexico and that there would be no tariffs. But then all weekend, there were all of these news reports and officials coming out to say, well, what Mexico agreed to had already been agreed to, and there was nothing really new in the agreement. Now, the White House is, of course, arguing that point. They're saying that Mexico has agreed to step up enforcement along the border and do some other measures. So that story is a little out still, Kathy, in terms of exactly what was accomplished in this agreement. But the bottom line is there were no new tariffs imposed against Mexico today. Yeah, but the other
5: thing that's important as a take home is that it sparked conversation and action that had basically been languishing.
1: It did, and that's what the administration is pointing to. And supporters of the president who who are saying, "Look, um, they appreciated this hardline stance on trade because, as the president has long argued, the, the, that uh, the United States has been taken advantage of, and he needs he needs leverage, he needs tools to uh, to affect change." And the president firmly believes tariffs is the best way to do that. And so today, uh, or last week, it was Mexico. Today, it's all about China tariffs again, because the president went on to a CNBC talk show this morning. He called in from here at the White House and said, you know, I'm going to probably put more tariffs on Chinese goods. Later this month, if the president of China doesn't agree to meet with me when we're at this G20 summit in Japan later this month. And so here we go again with new threats on tariffs. Right.
4: Now, would it be so that the Chinese were as malleable as the Mexicans were, because that's a horse of a different color?
1: It absolutely is, John. And there already are some tariffs in place on Chinese goods. And so what the president is eyeing here is, um, you know, an additional amount of uh, merchandise and products from China that would be subject to uh, brand new taxes, but we have seen a reluctance from the Chinese at the at the trade deal negotiating table, as well as in response to these tariffs, to bend very quickly, if at all yet. So we'll have to see if this strategy on tariffs works with China, like it presumably did with Mexico.
5: Greg Clugston is with us from S R N News. He's the White House correspondent. Uh, Greg. Talk about, maybe I need a a basic civics lesson here, but I'm wondering how Washington is responding to the president having this type of power when it comes to making just large-scale economic policy and basically announcing it via social media.
1: Sure. Well, on this and some other issues in terms of executive authority – there are any number of republicans who have expressed concern like for example take the national emergency the president declared a few months ago at the southern border and then he was going to essentially be taking money that was approved by congress for certain military programs and the president would take that already approved money but shift it to a project that he wants along the border And there were Republicans who do support the president, who also believe that there is a crisis at the southern border, but they completely disagreed with that approach of how the president was basically going around Congress. So it's not just Democrats who are concerned about this. And it was interesting, too, because this morning on that CNBC interview, the president was complaining about the Federal Reserve. Now, that's something he has complained about before. But what he said in the interview today was, he was complaining that China's president controls the uh, Chinese central bank. Essentially, the Chinese Fed is controlled by the president of China. Hmm. And he's saying, I don't have that authority. I don't have that ability. And that's, that's a disadvantage. So he was strongly suggesting that he would love to you know, have control of the Fed, uh, which has typically been politically independent in this country i see
4: greg could you take a second and go back and, and talk about mexico for a minute because you know for, when you join us on mondays for for weeks and weeks and weeks if not months we've been talking about illegal immigration now all of a sudden with these the new tariffs that were threatened the mexican government has said yeah we're going to take some steps to finally stem the flow well what are those steps and is it easily solvable
6: as that
1: well, it's probably. I mean, the, the short answer is it's probably not as easily solvable. Whether this could help alleviate uh, the problem in terms of the numbers of of immigrants, you know, that we're seeing trying to come into this country, whether they're seeking asylum or just coming in um, hoping hoping to get through, and then of course you have all of these detention facilities uh, that the U.S. has had to provide. So the Mexicans have agreed to um, step up the number of of, of police authorities. Uh, you know, police individuals that they would have stationed um, in key travel areas, including along um, our southern border. but obviously they need to you know go down to the southern part of Mexico uh, where they are bordering with other uh, you know Central American countries in terms of whether it's Guatemalans or Hondurans who are coming across the southern Mexican border. And then there's also discussion of uh, perhaps the Mexicans uh, providing, Um, uh, detention facilities on their side of the border so that even if people do make it all the way to the U.S. border they're not actually crossing into this country but they would be held um, as their requests are being reviewed. They would be held in Mexico officially. So those are just a couple of the measures that we're learning of. The president also said that there's also some yet to be announced details of this agreement, although the foreign minister of Mexico said that he was unaware of what those might be.
5: This is our Monday conversation with Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, before you leave us, and I just hate to ask this question, but I feel like I have to. Are we really going to have more Russia hearings?
1: The answer is yes, they have already begun. In fact, this afternoon it was a little bit of a flashback to the 1970s because you had testifying before the House Judiciary Committee, John Dean. He was the former White House what? counsel in the Nixon White House, and of course he was a star witness, uh, you know, during those Water- Watergate hearings. So the Democrats brought him back today to draw parallels oh between the Watergate investigation and Robert Mueller's Russia investigation. Really, and so this was the first of several days this week of various activities and actions and, and hearings that the Democrats are holding. Um, the president says, "Look, you can't get a do-over, but they're trying anyway."
4: I wonder. I wonder if John Dean's wife sat behind him again. <laughs>
1: Right. <laughs> I, I saw some news clips. I, I didn't see her there, but uh, that would have been a fascinating reenactment. Different
6: been. dress.
4: <laughs> yes. Well, Greg, always a pleasure. Thanks so much. That's an awful lot in a short amount of time. We really appreciate your your expertise. You're very welcome. Greg Clugston, SRN News, White House correspondent. Information about Greg and SRN News at wordfm.com. Take a minute, come back. Uh, your memory, not what, what it once was? Well, maybe a, a chip will solve that, and not a potato chip.
3: Oh. Got different companies running your web design, social media marketing and geofencing, but not sure which is getting you customers and which is a waste of your dollars? Contact us at Salem Surround. We can put all your digital marketing under one roof, give you monthly reports and instantly move your advertising to the most effective areas of your digital marketing suite. Salem Surround. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. They're not in it for the money.
0: They don't do it for the fame. It's certainly not about the fringe benefits. No, for a Christian teacher, the real reward is found in the everyday triumphs of a child as they learn not only about their world but discover their unique place in it. This is how love inspires learning. Visit pittsburghchristianschools.net Education for mind and soul. Pittsburgh Christian Schools. .net.
10: Creation Fest 2019 is coming. Join us with your family and friends for a weekend of worship like no other. Over 70 artists like Skillet, song Worship, Crowder, Elevation Worship, Carrie Jones, 10th Avenue North, and Mendisa, as well as over 15 speakers like Bob Legs, Reggie Dabbs, and David Nasser. Be a part of the Creation Worship Experience in the beautiful mountains of central Pennsylvania. Go to creationfest.com to find out more. That's creationfest.com.
0: This is the entertainment answer. How much fun does actress Jenny Slate have voicing Gidget in the Secret Life of Pets movies?
7: Oh, I love playing Gidget. I'm not as outwardly sure of myself as Gidget is, so it feels really good to be that. And I've also got to say it. Yeah, she's really a part of me. I know how to react as Gidget, and um, it's very gratifying to add to the entertainment.
0: The Secret Life of Pets 2, rated PG. For this entertainment answer, I'm Matt Mungle. Guess what? Right now is the perfect time to tackle those home projects you've been putting off. So come summertime, you can just sit back and relax. HomeAdvisor can help get you started. HomeAdvisor matches you to the right pro for the job in seconds. You can read reviews and even book appointments online. HomeAdvisor can help with any home project, big or small, painting, plumbing, even remodeling. Find a great pro now before the busy season hits. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free
6: app. HomeAdvisor.
0: Right now at Napa Auto Care Centers, when you spend $250 on Napa brake parts, you can get a $75 prepaid Visa card. Quality parts installed by pros, that's Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Care Centers, Exclusions Apply offer ends June 30th.
5: Dentistry, in my opinion, shouldn't be a fear-inducing experience. And it really, I think, goes a long way for patients when I'm able to develop that one-on-one relationship with them.
0: Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com.
11: Tonight starts out with some lingering showers and in some places a thunderstorm. Late tonight, clearing turning cooler with a low near 50. Then tomorrow it's going to be a pretty day. Cool for June with sunshine. I will be 72. Clear with a low 53 tomorrow night, and then Wednesday looks nice as well with a good deal of sunshine. I will be slightly warmer, 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait.
4: For the show, I was, something's been bugging me all weekend long. There's that home furnishing store. They sell candles and pillows and you know chacha. Sometimes some furniture and birdhouses and things like that. Mm-hmm. And
10: <laughs> you still can't think of it. I, I
4: think it's like Oriental. Pier one. Oh, Pier One. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah. My memory, I'm telling you, it's not what it once was, which is shocking.
5: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it I, scares me. I especially notice. Memory? It, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I am so bad with names.
4: Oh, I'm the worst. Now,
5: maybe I was always bad with names. Yeah. Or, but it just seems like I'm worse with names. I don't know.
4: If your name's Buddy, we're good. <laughs> if it's not, I got a little problem. Hey, Buddy.
5: And the fact that you and I are together all the time in public places, right? It's a disaster.
4: My wife is excellent with names, and and when we're in a crowd, she's got this down. She knows she's the front man, and she'll go. You know, we're walking in the room. And she'll go. There's Jim and Carolyn. Oh, there's Ted. Oh, yeah, she about it. And she lays it out for me. I'm,
5: I, and when we're at work, man, you oh, are sunk because oh, I got nothing I for you. Got
4: nothing. Okay, so the good news is that apparently tech is now implanting yeah, this chips. Yeah, this
5: is a really... I'm reading from a Bloomberg Businessweek. Yeah. It tells the story of a guy who's sitting in a clinic in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Okay, his head's in a bandage, and he's trying to recall 12 words for a memory test. Yeah, But he can only think of three. Whale, pit, and zoo. Mm. After a pause, he gives up. He puts his head in his hands. He's in despair because he cannot remember the other nine, right? But in a second video... He recites all 12 words without hesitation. No kidding, you got all of them, says the researcher to him. This time, though, the guy had help, a prosthetic memory aid, which was inserted into his brain. Oh my gosh.
4: So, this is the coming age, right? Okay, yes. So, so this is
5: what it says Over the past five years, the U.S. Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, which is called DARPA, If you watched Lost, this should mean something to you, has invested $77 million to develop devices intended to restore the memory generation capacity of people with traumatic brain injury. Mm -hmm. Okay. The last year, within the last year, two groups conducting tests on humans published compelling results. Okay. So without going into the details um, of exactly how they do it, because that's kind of complicated, um... It says this, just like meteorologists predict the weather by putting sensors in the environment to measure humidity and wind speed and temperature, we put sensors in the brain and measure electrical signals. So if brain activity is below what it should be, you get a little zap. So when you were trying to come up <laughs> with Pure <Pier> 1 imports... <laughs> Ow!
10: Hey! Oh,
4: oh. uh like if I'm not
5: around, John, and yeah. you need someone to tell you that it's oh, Pure 1. Gosh. Anyway, you get a little zap. It's undetectable to you, but it strengthens the signal... In your brain and increases the chance of memory formation.
4: That's cool. Listen, um, when you're an actor and you're, you know, you're in a play and you're trying to get off book, you're trying to get off script and, and you're in rehearsal and you're kind of stumbling forward and you yell out line, line. And, of course, the stage manager is reading along and they, you know, they prompt you. It's always a godsend. I wish I had someone on book yeah, in my
5: life because I'm not good in that role for you. Yeah,
4: you know we work with a guy who's got a photographic memory.
5: I know, and I I dislike him so much.
4: And he comes into rehearsal. Now I've worked with this guy as an actor. He'll come into rehearsal first day. He'll not only know his lines, he'll know yours and everyone else in the room. It crushes you first day of rehearsal.
5: That's sick. Oh
4: my god, that is real. I, I
5: envy that. Me too. You know what? I really wish I had. I tell this to. I know two people in my life who have excellent recall when it comes to reading, mm-hmm. and I have good recall when it comes to reading. You within do the, within the, yeah within the first forty eight hours. After that, got nothing. Nothing, right? But I have I have two people in my life who once they read a book, that information is in their oh, I head. Like that.
4: That's so nice.
5: I don't have that.
4: No, neither do I.
5: I think maybe I crammed for too many tests in college, and so that's what I have allowed myself to learn. You and just then, wait.
4: I'm telling you, I've got a full decade on you. You just wait.
5: Okay, listen. Uh, back to the article in Bloomberg Businessweek. Um, it says both groups, there There were two groups that have been investigating this. Both groups have tested their devices only on epileptic patients with electrodes already implanted in their brains to monitor seizures. Hmm. Each implant, and of course this is the biggest question, requires clunky external hardware that won't fit inside your head. So you have to have this thing outside what? your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right.
4: That's not going to work well. But I anyway
5: a- – um- uh, Justin Sanchez, who works for DARPA, says veterans will be the first to use the prosthetics. We have hundreds of thousands of military personnel with traumatic brain injuries. The next group will likely be likely be stroke and Alzheimer's patients. Eventually, perhaps the general public will have access that there's a serious, serious obstacle to mass adoption. He said, I don't think any of us are going to be signing up for voluntary brain surgery. Right. So we're like, <laughs> no, but no. that's the only way you can do it.
4: But seriously, I can't find my keys. So I'd sign up for that. The problem is I'd forget that I signed up for it and missed the day they put the thing in. I can't help you. That's all I'm saying.
7: WORD.
8: Do your children know how to push your buttons, how to trigger anger or frustration from you as a mom? Wendy
0: Speaks says, here's what's going on.
9: Triggers are opportunities, and all they're doing is telling you they need you to do some more parenting. That's what they're doing. It's an opportunity for you to teach them what they have not mastered yet.
0: How
8: to respond when your buttons get
0: pushed, next time on Family Life Today. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5,
2: Word FM, W-O-R-D. Oh, my papa. To me you are so wonderful Oh my papa To me you are so good Hi, it's me, Marcia from the Spring House
7: I'm a little biased, but I think we five minor kids got the best dad around Let's celebrate those special men in our lives with a Springhouse Father's Day steak fry and chicken barbecue. My brother Sam and his boys will crank up the barbecue pit outside and grill the chicken quarters and the New York strip steaks with our special Father's Day marinade. Come hungry for all the fixins' to go with your steak or chicken, hot off the pit. Top off the meal with a brownie or blondie, something to suit every dad's taste, or any of our other sweet creations. Of course, every dad is treated to a Springhouse ice cream cone, and we'll have live music all day. Too. Visit the calves out in the play area and plan to have a memory making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA 724-228-3339 or
0: springhousemarket.com.
2: Have you been denied credit? Are you paying high interest rates because of a low credit score? Join the thousands of people who've relied on creditrepair.com to help rebuild their credit score. I
9: went to get my first car. I had to get a used car, high interest, and so I knew that things were things were done from there.
2: For over 15 years, we've helped thousands with their search for solutions to credit issues. We communicate with you, your creditors, and the credit bureaus with a unique approach designed to remove items like late payments, collections, charge-offs, liens, bankruptcy, and foreclosures that are unfair or inaccurate.
9: I've gone up 40 points already.
2: There are many services offering to tell you your credit score and even monitor it for you. But what good is just knowing your credit score when what you really need is to fix it? Credit repair members see a significant improvement in their credit scores month after month. Call now to get your no obligation credit consultation, including your free credit score and free summary credit report. Don't delay. Call 800 859 0720. That's 800 859 0720.
0: 800 859 0720. Sight Sound Theaters presents The Biblical Stage Adventure. We talk Returning to Lancaster.
2: Who exactly is he?
0: He's a miracle
8: worker, a healer, a prophet. This Jesus is a rebel.
2: Everything Jesus does points to love.
0: Seen by nearly one million people in its debut year, the original stage production is returning for one last encore season. Jesus. Live on stage at Sight and Sound Theatres in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. More information is available at SiteTechSund.com.
4: My wife is from South Dakota. And she has, I don't know, this is just a South Dakota thing or a Midwest thing, or it's just my wife thing. She has an uncanny sense of direction about her. I've told this before that we were on a family vacation going to the beach, and my wife generally this was pre GPS. She's the she's the person with the map, and she still she just despises GPS. She always uses a map. Anyway, she said, uh, "I'm going to take a little nap. Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, no problem. I'm I'm good to go. I'm on this major highway. I know where we're headed." My kids were in the back seat. They were little kids at the time, and so I'm talking to my kids, and blah blah blah. We're goofing around. My wife's sleeping next to me, you know, in the passenger seat. All of a sudden. I realized I'm lost. Somehow I'd gotten off the highway while my wife was sleeping and I'm talking with the kids and literally I mean we were we were in deliverance country. We were I mean I thought I heard banjos. We were in the middle of I could not believe that I had so quickly gotten so lost, so lost. So, you know, in my despair and self-loathing I woke my wife up and I, Honey, um, I'm, wake up. I'm a little bit lost here. So she wakes up and she's like, Oh, it's kind of a little woozy. And, uh, she looks around. We are, I'm telling you, this is the absolute truth. We are in the middle of nowhere on a dirt road with trees on either side of us. And she's like, What, what happened? And I said, Well, I was messing with the kids and I got lost. And so here we are. And she looks down the road and she says, Is that a dog on the dirt road? And from the back seat my then six year old goes, That's not a dog, mommy, that's a goat. That's how far lost we were. My wife, she looks up, I tell you, she looks up in the sky and she goes, Okay, there's the sun. Now I think go down here and let's make a we'll turn within about six minutes we were back on the highway. That's how my wife travels. Now me, I, I need to be a little more, you know, careful of how I travel. And yeah, but I think,
5: yeah, except you're not very I'm
4: not. But I think that's how it is in marriages, right? There's yeah. always one person who is sort of fancy and carefree. Other person's got to be a little more locked down. Otherwise, they see goats in front of them when they should be seeing, you know, the beach. Right. Well. Listen, uh, with us right now, we're happy to welcome back to the uh, Word FM Airwaves, Courtney Ellis. Courtney's a a pastor. Uh, She is a speaker and author. She's got a brand new book out uh, called Almost Holy Mama, Life-Giving Spiritual Practices for Weary Parents. Here to talk to us uh, about those vacation modes that strike her and her husband. Courtney, um, welcome back to the show. How are you?
5: I'm well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks. So, Courtney, did you grow up capable of going into a car or being on a bike and just getting lost?
9: Um, I didn't. I'm always the person with a plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to know where
5: I'm headed. Right. Right. Now, I remember being a little kid and going out with my mom, and for for the afternoon, like on a Saturday, and she'd say, "Let's just go out and get lost." And that was okay. Right. It's just go out, get lost, and, and figure your way back. Yeah. Right. right. Now, that's now,
9: my husband, he loves to do that, and that's why we make each other crazy.
5: <laughs> sure. Now, when you know, being able to do that before GPS is a whole different thing than doing that since GPS.
9: Yeah, that's true. It has made our lives a little bit simpler. Unless you get in one of those areas where you're either surrounded by tall buildings or you're too rural for the GPS to work, and then you're in the same sort of trouble you would have been 20 years ago. And then
4: you're in a panic.
9: Right, because we've lost all our map reading skills.
5: Yeah, we really have. All right, so what does that tell you about who you and your husband are?
9: You know, I think... Sometimes God puts us in marriages with our opposites because we have a lot to learn. Um, we have a lot to a lot to grow in, and our our partner has has strengths that we may mm-hmm. not have. And so, when we can learn to appreciate those things and value them, we can build on each other's strengths rather than just driving each other nuts. <laughs> right.
4: So then, Courtney, tell the story. You and your husband uh, on the road, like my wife and I were, and uh, you know you're going to go visit family in L. A.
9: Yeah. My my husband's family lives in Los Angeles and my husband loves nothing more than just to say, let's just let's just see where the day takes us And for me as a mom of young kids I say, Well let's see where the day takes us but we need diapers and we need snacks and we need wipes <laughs> and right like we can see right. where the day takes us but all it's gonna take us is to a Walmart to buy all the things we forgot unless we make a plan. <laughs> And so we've kind of had to find this middle ground of what does it mean to live a life where serendipity is welcome? Because often God meets us in these unexpected ways in mm-hmm. these unexpected places. And we can't always plan for the movement of the Holy Spirit, hmm. but we also need enough snacks.
5: <laughs> <laughs> right. So is that about finding a happy medium or is it sometimes you just have to relinquish control?
9: It's a little bit of both. And I think that we've learned that Daryl, my husband, needs to come my way sometimes and I need to go his way. Mm -hmm. And to keep our eyes open for God in the journey, that even these short journeys are an opportunity to practice this ancient spiritual discipline of pilgrimage, expecting to meet God along the way, expecting that God will stretch us and grow us and teach us along the way to wherever our destination is, even if it's just an hour up the road. Yeah.
4: But but that's the weird thing about life, right? I mean, you talk about this in your piece that, you know, that, that Paul's journeys were continually interrupted. You know, he was a wayfarer, but that destination has to be in front of us one form or another.
9: Absolutely. And you we read this over and over again in Scripture that, that God comes to people and he says, go. God comes to Abraham and God comes to Paul and God says, you know, get up from where you were and, and go. He mm-hmm. says to, to Joseph in a dream, get up, right? Get up and, and go to Egypt. And in each instance, God doesn't say go and here's the exact map and here's what to expect. Just says go and trust me.
5: So in those instances where you've decided, yeah, okay, I'm going to go. Um, you, I mean, you can't go without diapers, though. I mean, you can, but it's ill-advised. Right, it's a big mess. <laughs> it becomes a big mess. So so he needs you. He needs to relinquish as much as you do.
9: Absolutely. I think there are ways of being in the world as young parents that you learn a lot about what you can control and what you mm-hmm. can't and what you need to plan for and what you can hold with, with open hands. Right. And so we're both coming each other's way a bit. And, you know, God has used uh, each one of us in our marriage to help stretch and grow the other one, and that's grace. That's a
5: gift. It is. Courtney, both John and I talk about how in marriages we think that there are two types of people. There are the rule keepers and the rule breakers, and so both John and I, this probably will not surprise anyone listening, are the rule breakers, (laughs) but but we're married to serious rule keepers. Oh, my gosh. Right. So, like, I, I I've told this story before. We were in Maine a couple summers ago on vacation, and we were in this little town in Maine, and there was nobody there. I mean, there were, there were some people, but really, there there were. Very few people there, and so we were standing at the stoplight at the cross <laughs> at the crossway you know the the little pedestrian crossway and my husband is seriously standing there waiting for the right. for to get the walk signal so we can cross. Meanwhile, I haven't seen a human or a car in like thirty minutes <laughs> right so, so i said i you know I think we can just cross the road and he was like, "Well, we can't cross the road. there's not a walk sign and I thought, really.
9: I mean, like, just, right, so, but that's,
6: right. that's, it's that's so the collision, right? It's, it
9: is yeah. a collision. Yes. And how often we're attracted to that opposite. And, and in our marriage, I am the rule follower. I will see the do not enter sign and I will not go in there. And my husband's like, well, we got to see what's behind that door. And I'm like, what if there's a live tiger behind that door? And it eats your face off because you open it. You know, he's like, there's not a tiger. It's fine. Rules are for other people.
4: Yes. It was an adventure. We, we, we ended happily.
9: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And he has more fun than I do, but I get more done. So, yeah. You know, what you are going to do?
4: <laughs> so there is something to be said, though, right? I mean, a Christ-like pilgrimage where, you know, Christ wandered around the world, you know, in, in his corner of the world. And, you know, he discovered things. He saw people. He engaged in, in many wonderful things. Um, of course, he knew what was around the corner. He knew that the tiger wasn't there. But there's something to be said for that, that you can surrender to that in that Christ-like, um what, that freedom in some way.
9: Absolutely. And I think for me, the biggest shift wasn't as much giving up control as it was learning to look for God along the journey, because often I get so destination-focused. We live in California, and once a year we go back to visit my family in the Midwest. My parents live in Wisconsin, and all I can see are the number of hours we're going to be on a plane, the number of hours we're going to be in a car. And rather than seeing... Like lifting my gaze from that final destination and saying, okay, where, where is God going to meet us in the airport? Where is God going to meet us on the airplane? You know, who in, in the seat next to me maybe needs to hear a word of encouragement today? Or, you know, how can I be kind to this TSA agent who has a really difficult job? And when we start to look for God along the journey God really meets us in these beautiful powerful ways mm-hmm.
5: well I really appreciate that this is this is a great piece it's been a good conversation and uh, I'm glad you can tolerate John and I for being rule breakers
6: thanks Courtney <laughs> you
9: and my husband should hang out <laughs> always a pleasure three of you guys would have a great yeah time. <laughs> but all, all three
5: of us would go broke <laughs> <laughs> this
6: is
4: true Courtney Ellis has been with us her brand new work just released a couple of days ago Almost Holy Mama Life-Giving Spiritual Practices for Weary Parents
8: is credit card debt you down. Nonprofit Trinity debt management can help. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy to manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees and drastically reduce your interest. You'll pay thousands less than you originally owed. It's not a loan, it's a way to become debt free and possibly improve your credit score. So call Trinity and talk to a certified counselor. They'll explain their proven program to you with no pressure, just practical solutions and hope for tomorrow. Are you ready to pay off your credit cards in less time for less money? Then call for a free no-obligation debt analysis and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Gather up your bills and call this toll-free number for a free, no-obligation debt analysis. Call 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. 1-800-936-5496.
4: Hey, it's John Hall. So, a while back, the folks at MyPillow said, Hey, John, can you try out a MyPillow and let us know what you think? I was skeptical. I mean, it's a pillow, but what did I have to lose, right? I'll tell you what I lost. Interrupted sleep. No more folding the pillow in half. No more flat, lifeless pillows. It changed my life, so I'm letting you know, you need my pillow. Well, not my actual pillow, but your own, my pillow. It stays cool all night long. No more waking up at 3 a.m. to flip to the cool side of the pillow. It keeps its shape. No more reshaping your pillow in the middle of the night. It comes with a 60 day money back guarantee. Try it. Don't like it? Return it. My pillow comes with a 10 year warranty. Do you have a pillow that comes with a 10 year warranty? You can toss a My Pillow into your washer and dryer. It's like new again. Get a two pack of MyPillows premiums for $69.98. That's only $34.99 per pillow, the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. This offer is only available at mypillow.com or call 800 391 0954. Use promo code
0: WORD. They didn't teach us this in Bible college. A family in my church has asked me to help with their son who's addicted to heroin. They're in a serious crisis, and I'm so busy with everything else at the church. How do I help them?
4: For over 50 years, Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge has come alongside local pastors to help them in the fight against addiction and their congregations. Call 724-265-4100 now. Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge, bringing wholeness to the hopeless. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville for the extreme in all of us. At extremetruck.net. There's some research out to suggest that the uh, more chill. <laughs> The more children a mother has, the slower she ages. Okay. I think you might want to ask Grace Hall about that. Uh, she mother might have of John Hall. She had seven kids. Uh, I don't think her aging was slow by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. Anyway, here's the story. Um, women may feel as though they're running themselves into an early grave. This is uh, from uh, Reddit.com Research.
5: Which I know is a source that you plumb on a daily basis.
4: Uh, Okay. The study was conducted uh, with 75 women from two rural communities in Guatemala. Uh, They took something called telomere. Telomere lengths were measured through cheek and saliva swabs taken twice, 13 years apart. Now, you may ask, what the heck is a telomere? Uh A telomere is a repeating DNA sequence at the end of our chromosome and apparently as we age and our cells di- cells divide the end of our telomeres shorten
5: yeah mine shortening so the theory is this I thought that for a few days I just wasn't sure how to categorize
4: it i tighten things up a little bit your telomere showing
5: <laughs> i okay. feel, i did feel there was a decline
4: is that your slip oh not a telomere <laughs> that's tell me okay so here's the deal the theory it's is fading. that the <laughs> did you die your telomere
7: <laughs> leave my telomere out of it
4: okay here's the theory uh, <laughs> Can't get past there. The slower pace of telomere shortening found in the study uh, who have more children may be attributed to the dramatic in- <laughs> increase in estrogen. Okay. Okay.
5: So the more estrogen I have, the less the my telomere. A declines. hormone
4: produced during pregnancy.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I buy this. Listen,
4: listen. It's in Reddit. It's got to be real. <laughs> it's on
5: the
10: internet.
4: Estrogen functions as a potent antioxidant yeah. that protects cells against telomere shortening. Okay. So it's, the theory is that um, a supportive environment, right? you got all these kids. mm mm-hmm. uh, They need assistance.
5: With- Every last blessed thing.
4: Family, members, friends may contribute to your mom's longevity. Greater support leads to an increase in the amount of metabolic energy that can be allocated to tissue maintenance, thereby slowing down the process of aging.
6: Oh,
5: so the fact that I'm... Caring for my children is slowing down my aging because of my telomere is still active. Exactly. <laughs> because you
4: have all these people around you, and so your telomeres are shortening, but uh, you're still so, good. So
5: when I just want to just have some quiet moments, I'm actually injuring my telomere.
4: Exactly. So th- That's the, an
5: exhausting life.
4: The advice is have more babies, mm-hmm. have shorter telomeres, you'll live longer.
5: Do you wish you would have had more kids?
4: Oh, yes, I do. So do I. Yes, I do.
5: Yeah. I started too. so late. What was yeah. I thinking? I know. You don't realize until oh. – especially you don't realize until they're older. I'm one of you seven. We had
4: two. It's over so fast. Yeah. Come on. Where's my boys? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I spent the entire weekend basically alone. Everybody was gone.
5: Uh, you know what was happening? What? Your telomere was shortening. <laughs> Is that too personal?
4: I, I cut the grass. No. I, I, can it happen in men? I want they're, they're just talking about women having more babies.
5: I was an English major. Oh, right. I can't help you.
4: Okay. All right. Got anything else?
5: Well, I don't know. Was I supposed to have something else? You got three minutes. You better have something else. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Actually, I was thinking about this. Um, Did you know anyone that went to the arts festival over the weekend?
4: I do not, but there was a theft. Did you hear the theft? Yes, exactly. I'm surprised it's like the first time that's happened.
5: When I was hearing the news reports, I thought, now this has to happen regularly. I guess. But I guess it it must not if it was such a big news story.
4: So any number, how many pieces? Four or five pieces? I don't know how many. They're saying pieces of artwork stolen yep. from the little what, little tents, totaling some thousands, thousands of, dollars. of dollars. Right. What's the uh, guy who's the photographer, the, the Pittsburgh photographer? Dave DiCello. Right. He just said, oh, somebody stole some coasters of his or something like that.
5: Mm-hmm. But with how many people crowd around those exhibits, those tiny little tents, you could you could rip off stuff and people wouldn't notice. No,
4: there happened, this happened at nighttime.
5: Well, yeah. Well, yeah. But I'm saying even if it was during the day, with when there are big crowds, oh, I think you could do that. You think? I mean, I hope you wouldn't, obviously, but I think that it's possible.
4: Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, the arts festival, are you going to go?
5: Well, I- I felt bad. The reason I brought it up is over the weekend the weather was so beautiful sure was. that like it was low humidity. Other than that weird wind, which was crazy. What? What's that? Well, it's just the wind was so strong. Oh, it's Pentecost Sunday, <laughs> so that they had was? to do
4: with
5: it. <laughs> yeah,
10: so that wasn't weird.
5: Anyway, there was a lot of wind. It was the Holy other, spirit. Other than that, I kept thinking this. I can't believe it's the arts festival and it's such beautiful weather. Mm-hmm. I should really get down there, but then I had too much stuff to do around my house and I never did. I, and I feel badly about I don't it. Don't
4: feel bad. I wasn't leaving the house. Mike, did
5: you go? No. No. Did you feel badly about it?
7: Absolutely not.
5: No, no. No.
4: See, is that a guy thing? Or do you reach an age where you kind of go, I don't need to go out. I don't really need to go out. See, I feel
5: badly when I don't go out. No, no. I mean, I like to stay in. Believe me, I like it. But I still feel like I should go do that. I should Mm -mm. go hear that band. Or I should go see that. If
7: it were we're my choice, I'd, I'd stay home and watch sports or something. But my wife, like she, she wants to get out all the time. Oh, really? She wanted to go this weekend. I was like, meh.
4: No, no. I've got like a handful of like five or six ready excuses of why I can't leave the house. They're, they're like on the you're tip of my tongue. You're
5: become that person that the kids in your neighborhood talk about. I don't,
4: they, no, you know why? Because they can't even see you. Yeah, me. they don't
5: have to they see you. They don't know you. where I am. They, you're like a fable to them. Mm-hmm. You're like some scary, like, right. fairy tale character. I'm
4: the Howard Hughes Ex- of East Pittsburgh. Yeah,
5: without the wealth and airplane. Unless you start walking around <laughs> aimlessly. Where am I?
4: <laughs> I need a haircut. And cut your nails there, would you please?
7: 1.5
9: W-O-R-D-F-M, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group.
1: With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. A helicopter crash landed on the roof of a rain-shrouded midtown Manhattan skyscraper Monday, killing the pilot, New York City Fire Department Commissioner Dan Nigro. Our
4: units, local units, responded in a little over four minutes. Members of the fire department, members of the police department made their way to the roof, we were able to put water on the on the fire quite quickly. Unfortunately, we did find a victim with the helicopter, who, as the mayor stated, we presume was the pilot.
1: The pilot was believed to be the only one aboard, and there were no other reports of injuries. It was not immediately clear what caused the crash or why the helicopter was flying in tightly controlled airspace in midtown Manhattan. A good day on Wall Street as the Dow was up by 78 points to 26,062. The NASDAQ rose 81. The S&P advanced 13. Oil down 73 cents to 53.26 a barrel. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with
7: John and Kathy. Driven by Calusi Chevrolet. Serving the Pittsburgh area for
0: over 100 years. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? for your free quote call
8: 800-494-2323 that's 800-494-2323 800-494-2323 or go to selectquote.com
3: since 1985 we shop you save Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other
0: factors. Not available in all states.
3: This is a special announcement for all Americans who owe back taxes to the IRS or state. New tax reform guidelines have increased the success of the Fresh Start Initiative. Pay attention. There's a special toll-free hotline set up especially for you. This hotline will give you free information on how you can legally reduce or eliminate your tax debt. Call the tax problem solvers at 1-800-928-7418. 1-800-928-7418. 418. You'll speak to tax experts that will analyze your tax matter and tell you how to stop the collection calls, IRS letters, bank levies, and wage garnishments. Ignoring the IRS is not an option, and doing so puts you at greater risk. Let us deal with the IRS on your behalf so you don't have to. New guidelines have made it easier to qualify for a fresh start. But this won't last, and your tax problem will only get worse if you do nothing or try to handle it yourself. It makes a big difference in who you call. Contact the hotline today for a free six-step guide to reach reduce your taxes 1-800-928-7418 that's 1-800-928-7418
5: at Aaron's, we believe good people are all around us in fact you hear it on the news all the time
2: people formed a human chain to rescue a man during the storm
5: that's why Aaron's approves good people other stores won't your credit isn't the best that's fine need more time to pay let's work it out want hundreds of options from top brands just lease with Aaron's we even deliver to you for free. Because good people always deserve better. Errands, Easy,
6: beautiful, affordable.
10: Creation Fest 2019 is coming. Join us with your family and friends for a weekend of worship like no other. Over 70 artists like Skillet, Hillsong Worship, Crowder, Elevation Worship, Carrie Joe, 10th Avenue North, and Mendisa. As well as over 15 speakers like Bob Legs, Reggie Dabbs, and David Nasser. Be a part of the Creation Worship Experience in the beautiful mountains of central Pennsylvania. Go to creationfest.com to find out more. That's creationfest.com.
11: Tonight starts out with some lingering showers and in some places a thunderstorm. Late tonight clearing and turning cooler with a low near 50. Then tomorrow it's going to be a pretty day and cool for June with sunshine. High will be 72. Clear with the low 53 tomorrow night, and then Wednesday looks nice as well with a good deal of sunshine. I will be slightly warmer, 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strite.
3: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons.
4: I know a lot of people have moved on from Craigslist, but Craigslist was, to me at least, the original sort of uh, network of what?
6: Desperate people.
4: <laughs> want ads, right? It was a want ad. And Craigslist s- still exists, although not without some controversy, but... Endangered. Yes. Yes. Which apparently they've moved moved beyond this, right? So they they used to be personal ads on Craigslist, which was a major source of contention because people were finding themselves in weird places. Anyway, for years I've used Craigslist Craigslist as a you know a, a place to buy just about anything. I mean I've bought and sold so many things. So have I. I mean, one day I bought a car and sold a car on Craigslist in one day.
5: Last week I bought a, a beautiful table and chairs for my front porch. And sold my table and chairs also on Craigslist. Also on the same day. You know what, though? That wasn't on Craigslist now that I think of it. That was on Marketplace. And that's one of the reasons why Craigslist has fallen on hard times. Right. Is because there's
4: been other imitators.
5: Marketplace, in my opinion, has a better interface.
4: Or let go or offer up, right? Other things like that that basically do the same thing. What about eBay? Um, I've done eBay. There's a local component to eBay. But, you know, it's.
5: You haven't done a lot of eBay? No. See, I did a lot of eBay local for a eBay. long time. No, not local eBay.
4: Oh. I did a yeah, lot Yeah, sure, sure.
5: I did a lot of, you know, shoes. I buy all of my sneakers or tennis shoes, however you want to say it, on eBay. On eBay. Mm-hmm. And I have, I don't know, for, forever.
4: Well, what I've discovered, and now, you know, having this conversation with you, that you discovered this as well, is that when you are buying and selling things online, Comes with a little bit of trepidation, of course, because you're dealing with the unknown stranger. More often than not, I got to be honest, I have never once had a bad experience online like that. Never once. And I've also found angels. I mean, I've got a guy right now who is my Craigslist lawnmower, riding mower, push mower, uh, angel.
5: Wait a minute. What, what, tell me the story.
4: I had a um, an old riding mower, and it, it basically died. So before the season started, I went out and I bought, again, a used riding mower on Craigslist. You know, you buy a riding mower, it's a couple thousand dollars. Well, there's no way I'm going to spend a couple thousand dollars. So I go on Craigslist. I don't spend a whole heck of a lot of money. I buy something decent. and la- It lasts me for a while. You know, it works. Good. So my old mower died, and I wanted to get rid of it. So I just wanted to get rid of it instead of me trying to sell it. for. So one Saturday morning, I put a thing, hey, free riding mower. Boom, boom. You know, your phone blows up. Mm -hmm. You just get inundated right away. A guy said to me, can I be first in line? I'll be there like within 10 minutes. I was like, great. I got your name on it. Sure enough, this guy shows up. The two of us took this machine. We pushed it down the hill. I helped him put it on his truck. Good to go. I said, what's the deal with you? He's just driving this, you know, this old pickup truck. He goes, well, I use these. Sometimes I sell them. Sometimes I give them away. I kind of just help people out. It's something I like to do. great. I said, hey, I bought this riding mower. Would you go pick it up and I'll pay you? He said, sure. Long story short, he goes and gets the mower. He shows up. I pull the mower off his truck. He goes, oh, that's broken. Let me fix that for you. And I'll come back in in a little bit. Great. He drove my new mower away to his house four days later. Hey, did
5: you worry? Wait a minute. My new mower is being driven away by some guy.
4: No, because I trusted the guy. There was just something about the guy. kind of went, oh, yeah, I, I get this guy. I know this community. And so a few days later, he shows up at my house. The mower's fixed. Boom. I'm good to go. He took my old mower for free, went and got a, a newer mower, fixed it, and delivered it to my house. Come on. So then I used it one time. And it broke again. You know, I call him up. He goes, let me go get it. He comes in, picks it up, drives away. A few days later, he says, I found the part. It was 38 bucks." He delivers it to my house. And he, I go, what are you? He goes, uh, how about $50? I said, wait a second. You fixed my mower. You ordered the part. And you, so you're going to ch- charge me $12? I'm like, no way. So I gave him like 150 bucks. He was like, oh, that's way too much. I'm like, you, you're doing all this work for me. Same thing again happened the other day, the, on, not on my my new riding mower, but on my walk behind mower, which I use for incidental stuff because I got a bigger yard. Again, something was broken. He came and picked it up. The same guy. Same guy, Ron. He came and picked it up. He fixed it, delivered it, What? and I'm good to go. And again, I go, what are you? He goes, well, the part was $35. How about $50? I'm like, Ron, you just fixed it, f- delivered it. Right. You don't know have to pay for that? He's a fabulous guy, just a really sweetheart of a guy. All right. So now
5: now you know the next story I'm going to tell because you have a part in it. I sure do. So I've been searching, 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 searching for furniture like Wicker Outdoor or Rattan Outdoor Furniture for my front porch. And I've looked at countless things on Marketplace and countless things on Craigslist. So I saw this set on Craigslist that I really, really liked, but the measurements online showed it as being too big for my porch. But I kept coming back to it because I thought, you know, that's really, really what I want. So anyway, um, I I went and looked at several other things. Didn't pan out. So this, uh, I I contact this person on Craigslist, and I said, you know, can can I come and see this? She says, sure. Natrona Heights. Thinking that's like far. That's like a far trip for me, but that's okay. I'm going to drive out there because I have a free day. I'm going to anyway. I go out there. I get out of my car. A woman gets out of her car. Instantly, I look at her and I say, I love this woman. Yeah. Pat. I love Pat. She says, "I am Pat." I said, "I am Kathy." She hugs me.
6: <laughs>
5: you know why? Because we're Craigslist pals. She knows we're a common spirit, so she takes me down to her little storage garage. She opens up the thing. I take one look at the furniture. I'm like, Coming "I out. love that! I love that!" I have my my uh, measuring tape. I get it out. It will fit. Pat, I'm going to buy this. She's like, "Great! That's but I really need this. I'm moving out of my house." Well, I said, "Great." So I I leave there. I call my friend John Hall and I say, "John." remember how much you like me? And he says, yeah, what are you going to ask me to do? And I said, would you please drive to (laughs) Natrona Heights with me on Monday morning and help me get all this furniture? So we go up to Natrona Heights Monday. You get up. Doesn't Pat hug you?
4: Oh yeah, right away.
5: Didn't you love Pat right away? Immediately. We get all the stuff in your car, but combination your car, my car. We're driving away. Three hours later, I get a text from John. He says, hey, I saw something in Pat's storage locker thing. Uh, I might want to give her an offer on that. So then do you take a drive to Natrona Heights?
4: I do. I order it. She gives me a hug. I give her the cash. I'm back home. I'm good to go. I'm telling
5: you, I'm inviting her over for Christmas. Yeah. That's how you make a friend on Craigslist. It's not all about being murdered. No, no. It's not.
4: uh, One time I bought uh, for my kids, uh, you know, slot cars, you know, little plastic things where the cars go flying around, the handheld. Yeah, It's a guy thing. So my kids were like little kids and they wanted a slot car. I saw on Craigslist, the guy had the whole thing all together on a gigantic platform. I was like, oh, that's great. So I had a ping pong table in the spare room. At 6.30 in the morning, this guy shows up on the way to work with his slot car platform. While my wife and kids are sleeping, we were whispering, okay, let so we we'll
6: take it upstairs. <laughs> And we're going to go
4: tilt it, tilt it to the side there. okay? a total stranger I'm whispering to at 630 in the morning in my stairwell as we put the slot car on top of the ping pong table. My kids wake up and they're like, oh, my gosh, were you up all night long doing this? I was like, well, you know, here it is. I was like a hero for my kids with this total stranger. Again, another Craigslist angel.
5: So good. I'm telling you. I mean, be careful. You have to be careful, but every once in a while, you're going to come up with a gem and you're going to love it and you're going to be so happy. And the next thing you're going to be inviting Pat over for Christmas dinner.
4: Because people are amazing. That's why it is. Hey, take a break. Come back. Listen, dignity. Don't miss this next conversation. An amazing
5: new book coming up. employers, are you tired of paying outrageous premiums for health insurance? How about a plan that allows you to go to any hospital in the country? A plan that pays you back every year. Now, whether you want a top-of-the-line plan or just enough to keep you legal, Marley Financial has a custom-made plan just for you. As a business owner, you owe it to yourself to stay ahead of the ever-changing marketplace, and Marley's been on the cutting edge of new and improved health plans for both individuals and businesses for years. And only Marley Financial offers health plans that actually pay you back. So go to Marley FG.com for unbiased, top-notch plans from any carrier in Pennsylvania, plans that'll save you money and give you an edge over the competition. They even offer custom business solutions to reduce your liability and overhead as you grow. They're truly one of the most innovative agencies in the nation. So give them a call now, 724-884-1496, or find them online at MarleyFG.com.
7: WORD.
0: Okay, everybody in the car. Where
12: are we going, Daddy?
7: On
0: an adventure.
12: Yay!
8: Adventures in Odyssey.
0: It's not just a kids show, it's a show the whole family can enjoy. Listen on this station. Adventures in Odyssey, tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. She has a calming spirit. You can tell she's a genuine person and actually cares. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care with Dr. Megan Stock. She was just friendly and nice, and her office staff is actually just as welcoming. And you can tell that they all are really on the same page, and they want to help people. And even my family members like my mom goes to her and she's always been terrified of dentists and she just raves about dr megan stock family dentistry on perry highway in wexford at stockfamilydentistry.com
7: walmart's grocery pickup and delivery is a definite winner and if you haven't tried it here's how it works either download the grocery app or go to grocery.walmart.com place your order and select an exact time for pickup or a one-hour window for delivery satisfaction is guaranteed because the folks in the store are trying to pick the best items just like if you were picking for yourself. If you're not satisfied, you get your money back. Use the code WOWFRESH for $10 off on $50 or more. It's a great service. Walmart grocery pickup and delivery. It's quick, easy and convenient.
0: Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the Word FM discount shopping club. No, in our club you save as much as half. Half Alt home improvement services, web design, fair entertainment, music festivals, and much more—all from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com/shopping,
2: and God save the green.
4: Hey, thanks for being with us. We're uh, efforting for our next guest, who's going to join us in a few minutes. Uh, Chris Arnd is with us uh, in a bit, and he's written a, a book called Dignity.
5: That is the single most memorable book I've read this year.
4: I would agree. It's a fabulous book. I mean, it really is. And it's based upon uh, Chris's story uh, as um, – He's he's one of these guys who, you know, um, like the movie Wall Street, one of those traders, you know, um, w- the wolf of Wall Street, that kind of stuff, where you're surrounded by big screens and there's millions of dollars that are changing hands. You're working for an investment firm or a bank, you know, those guys with the, you know, $2,000 suits and the hair slicked back, the, the Gordon geckos among us in a way. Well. Chris, you know, living that kind of life and, you know, especially in Manhattan, making that kind of money and surrounded by that sort of lifestyle, thinking that he is, you know, the progressive and doing the right thing and had good social causes, but was in that bubble. Like we all sort of get in our own bubble and it takes something to sort of shake that bubble up and, and to find yourself in a different place in a different time.
5: I think it takes a lot of courage. To spot. step out and to put yourself in a situation in which you know you will be uncomfortable. Yeah. If so few of us ever do that.
4: Well, joining us right now is Chris Arne. Chris is uh, the author of a new work we're talking about called Dignity, Seeking Respect in Back Row America. Chris, welcome to the show.
12: Uh, thank you for having me.
4: Chris, uh, we got some time here, so let's. Uh, we're going to have you tell your story and uh, without a, a big rush but, but talk to us about your life in Brooklyn and working for a big bank. I mean, I think a lot of us, you know, uh, we don't know what that lifestyle is like. We look at um, the Wolf of Wall Street or something like that. We see the day traders going on. I mean, that, that's essentially what you were living, right? I mean, a, a, a lot of pressure, a lot of money, but also a lot of reward.
12: Right. I think the the... I'm trying to think of the movie. There's a recent movie about the financial crisis, I think, which captures it a little bit better um, that came out um, uh, about five years ago. But, um, yeah, I mean, the movies don't capture it somewhat. I mean, it's um, you're sitting in a very, very large room, um, often with 500 other people in a row of computers, um, basically betting on numbers. Um, and uh, you do this from 6.30 in the morning till 6.30 at night. Wow. And uh, and then you go home.
6: <laughs> but your
12: training, <laughs> and, uh, your
5: training was as a theoretical physicist, right?
12: That's correct. I um, my background is in um, in science, and um, I joined Wall Street in the early nineties, ninety three. Um, Wall Street had starting to become more 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 quantitative. They called them rocket scientists. I was one of the early ones. Um, it's become more common now. It was pretty rare back then for someone with my background to go to Wall Street. But because so much of what you're doing is kind of numbers-based, they kind of made a decision at some point that, you know, a realization that maybe people who are good with numbers might be um, good at these these jobs. I see. Um, And it worked well for you, right? It did. I mean, I I was there for 20 years or 19 years. Um, I would say initially I enjoyed it. Um, I'm not going to lie. It was a good life. Um, It pays very well. Um, extru- ex- at, at times extraordinarily well and um, it it is intellectually interesting. Um, yeah. it can be fulfilling, but uh, after a while it starts feeling it can start feeling a little bit shallow and that's how it felt for me right. primarily because um you know I was at, at the very center of what became the financial crisis um, in two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight.
4: But you talk in dignity about the financial crisis and, and, you know, all all the pressure and all the trouble it caused for a lot of people. But you and a lot of the uh, traders and all that, even though you took a hit, you you came through unscathed in
12: a way. Right. Uh, The industry um, didn't suffer the consequences. Um, I certainly think it should have suffered. I think a lot of other people think it should have suffered. Um, You know, um, it was stressful, um, but... In aggregate, we did pretty well. Even and we did pretty well, basically because the government bailed us out. And you know, I, I certainly was in a position where I had to rethink how I how I saw things and rethink what I was doing for a career. And I, I I kind of assumed that a lot of people in the industry would come to the same conclusion I did, which was that we had messed up, and maybe we should rethink how we how we do business and rethink how we think about um business but uh, that
11: wasn't the case
12: it wasn't the case to the degree i thought it should have been and certainly um so i, I stuck it out for another four years um but eventually i my, i was my mind was drifting to other things yeah. um so uh, four years
10: so in
4: dignity you, you tell the story of to relieve stress and uh, and all, all the uh, the pressure you start taking these long walks and um uh, just a, a side point. I lived in Manhattan for ten years uh, back in the '80s, and uh, the neighborhood you went into, Hunts Point, uh, of course, uh, it's a subway stop, um, but it's not a place that you know regular Joe's want to hang out. D- describe what the, the the Hunts Point neighborhood's like.
12: The South Bronx, in general, is um, generally it's. I, I think uh, the South Bronx, the rate of poverty is roughly forty-five percent. Um, it's probably parts of the South Bronx like I went to, which is, um, um, if you really don't you know the Bronx is kind of north of Manhattan and it's attached to Manhattan by subways and bridges, um, but um, it's probably 85 and 95% Hispanic black, and uh, I'm neither of those things, and so um, I would say I stuck out a little bit initially going into the neighborhood, but that was kind of my thing, which was I had kind of... Dropped all stereotypes and all beliefs, uh, all assumptions, and just kind of just w- would walk and talk to people. And uh, the South, the neighborhood I went to is um, even even more isolated than the Bronx is isolated. It's kind of removed from the Bronx slightly by an a, a, a interstate or highway that kind of cuts it off from the rest of the Bronx. Um, yeah. so, the,
5: so, Chris, the first time that you did this, Um, before it evolved into what it actually became, why were you doing it? What was that walk and what were those people giving you that you didn't have at that time?
12: Another perspective, you know, I mean, I think one of the realizations I had sitting there in front of my terminal following the financial crisis was that this was a very shallow way to look at the world. I mean, we were just looking at things through numbers and data and blips on the screens and we had opinions about things i certainly had strong opinions about things but i they all came from looking at these blips on the screen without really thinking about the actual people involved <laughs> and so you know uh, it was it was kind of this process of going on these walks was talking to people and just hearing their perspective and listening to their perspective and trying to ignore um you know my my, my preconceived notions and just listen yeah. and certainly in the bronx that was giving me um uh, a very different ad- different perspective on things. I mean, I, I it wasn't entirely dissimilar. To me. I, had, I had my background as a child was a little bit less um, traditional. I mean, we, we, we my father did. not You know, I spent a lot of time in, in other types of neighborhoods throughout my life. So it was kind of, it was in some ways a, a way I I was used to as a child of being kind of in places we shouldn't. You know, people would say we shouldn't have been in. Yeah.
4: So. You're walking, and uh, you're obviously a gregarious guy. You've got a, a camera with you, and, and people call out to you. Um, you come across a woman. She's um, Takisha, T- T- Is that her name?
6: hmm
4: Yeah. And, and you say, hey, and she says, hey, man, take my picture. And Right. And you said why, and her response was what?
12: I, I think the line, I, I don't remember the exact name, is because I'm a, I'm a I'm a, I'm a beautiful prostitute. I think is the line. Yeah, um, is exact where I don't remember exactly the wording, but um, and um, I, you know, I had seen her. The neighborhood has long been stigmatized as having uh, drugs and sex work, even though it's much more than that. It's 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 a it's a, it's a, it's a thriving community of thirty five thousand people who are suffering from a lot of problems.
4: Right. Um, I mean, you you know, you right. She says this uh, without a pause. She says. Um, uh, I asked everybody I photographed how do you want to be described and she said, without a pause, as who I am, a prostitute, a mother of six, and a child of god
12: right i mean it was a it was a sentence that certainly struck with me, and I think it was even more it was even more i don't know if I mentioned in the book it was even more jarring in some ways because one of the things that is in Hunt's point um, that's been there for over hundred and fifty years um, is, is a monastery. Um, which has very high walls around it, um, uh, a Catholic uh, monastery um, that now only houses, I think, six nuns. So I would wow. I would have called it a convent as a child, but yeah. they call them monasteries now. Um, and she wasn't far from that wall of the <laughs> of the convent, so you know it was almost like a cliche. Um, right. Near the, near the convent wall, you meet um, a sex worker outside. It was just very 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 blunt about what she did and
4: so then for the next three years you followed Takesha and the street family she was a member of you said maybe 50 men and women who lived under bridges and abandoned buildings in sheds and pits and broken down trucks on rooftops and they were just looking to score something right I mean um mostly just wanted to get high
12: um yeah there you know I think this was the the most addicted of the addicted um They've all been, you know, on the streets. They call them just anything. Just give me any drug. And um, you know, one of the things that struck me about spending time with Takesha you know, was, was was how how bright she was. I mean, it was just mm-hmm. she's off the charts bright, and how you know that didn't mesh with the supposed image of you know a sex worker who's um, ha- has some has some addiction problems and lives on lives often on the street. So. You know, I I enjoyed being around her because she she kept me laughing and she and she was funny and she was and she is she is funny and she's insightful and she's full of life and um, you know and but you see someone like that who is also living the way she lives and it, it just it kind of it kind of messes with your brain a little bit and makes you rethink things.
5: We're talking to Chris Arnotti. The book is Dignity: Seeking Respect in Back Row America. Chris, talk about your term back row, front row.
12: Right. One one of the things I I saw in the Bronx was um, just kind of how divided we are. And certainly part of the division I saw in the Bronx was a racial division. I was primarily in a neighborhood that was um, Hispanic or um, black. And, um, you know, that certainly was some of the issues of going on. But what I did was I got in my car after spending three years in the Bronx and Went to other neighborhoods that have been stigmatized across the United States, all over. Put 150,000 miles in my car doing that over the course of two years, um, and one of the things I saw was that I saw many neighborhoods like the South Bronx all across the country, um, all over um, Youngstown, Ohio, and places such as that. And what struck me was that we are divided, but a lot of the division now is educational, and we kind of have these these communities that I call row communities that are primarily filled with residents who, who, who don't go to college. beyond they don't, Their education is kind of st- stopped at high school, and, mm-hmm. and if they do go to college, it's usually a community college in the neighborhood or a small trade school or, or a smaller state school. And I started thinking, you know, over these, over the course of these five years, realizing that a lot of the differences that, that, that I saw in how people thought about the world Relative to how I did and my friends, the bankers, my old friends, the bankers did was based on the fact that we had very different experiences and a lot of experience was educational. So the back row I, I liken to basically people, you know, the, the schoolroom analogy, the people who sit in the back of the class and don't necessarily take school that seriously or school doesn't take them that seriously and who just for whatever reason don't really want to. Want to Education is just not their thing.
4: Mm -hmm. Chris Arnott is with us. We need to step away for just a few minutes. We're talking about dignity, seeking respect in back row America. What do McDonald's and the church have in common? We'll talk about that next. Stick around. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM.
10: For kids, Idlewild is a place
7: full of adventures. There are rides that are just their size. Treats to tickle their taste buds, and special friends like Daniel Tiger to touch their hearts. When you're a grown up, Idlewild is every bit as magical, every bit as memorable, every bit as fun. Idlewild and Soap Zone, because you love to see them smile. Right now, buy a season pass just 6999 online at Idlewild.com.
4: At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies protection vehicle, spray on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, for the extreme in all of us, at extremetruck.net.
0: Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership. But not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club, you save as much as half. Half-off home improvement services, web design, family entertainment, music festivals, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping. And God save the green.
4: This past week, independent of each other, both Kath and I, we loaded up our SUVs and minivans. And we drove up to Grove City College where we helped our kids take apart their dorm rooms and squish everything in the back of those SUVs and drive home. Why? Because school is over. Another year is over at Grove City College.
5: And all the stress and all the angst of finals, the last papers, the tests, everything that had to be completed is completed.
4: Hallelujah.
5: And now the kids are at home.
4: The good thing is it was a hard year. But it was also an excellent year. And, you know, you talk to your kid, you follow along, and you th- I'm praying for you. I'm wishing for the best. But me, as a parent, knowing that my boys at Grove City College, surrounded by a tight group of guys with Jesus in the middle, I can't tell you what that makes me feel like as a father. I love it so much, and I'm thrilled that another year's over at Grove City College.
5: And now that we look forward to the summer, both John's son and my daughter have landed jobs that they got in large part because their employers know that they're students at Grove City College.
4: That's right. People recognize the excellence of Grove City College, know that there's quality there, and with a Christ-like education, deeply in the middle of all that, I mean, it's a bargain, truly. When you look online at what Grove City charges for their education, you can't pass it up. It's the place to go. If you're looking to send your child, look
11: online, gcc.edu. night starts out with some lingering showers and in some places a thunderstorm. Late tonight, clearing, turning cooler with a low near 50. Then tomorrow it's going to be a pretty day, cool for June with sunshine. High will be 72. Clear with a low 53 tomorrow night, and then Wednesday looks nice as well with a good deal of sunshine. I will be slightly warmer 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait.
5: Truly one of the most remarkable books that has come across our desks this year. It's called Dignity, Seeking Respect in Back Row America. The author is Chris Arnotti, and he's with us.
4: Chris, let's talk about your travels because, as you said, you covered 150,000 miles on your car. You spent a lot of time in the Bronx. And when you're seeing people, you know, in the back row, as you called them, you think about a lot of people in the front row of America, uh, a lot of people even by the massive numbers way in the back row, but what you discovered was, in the back row, people had two places to go to. They spent a lot of time in McDonald's, and those same people, either on a Wednesday night or a Sunday, were welcomed at the church. McDonald's and the church were one and the same.
12: Right. Um, you know, I, I jokingly say I walked into the Bronx. Uh, 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 an atheist vegetarian, and I walk, and now I'm the guy who eats meat and, and goes to church. So, um, you know, um, it, it changed me in that sense, and um, I still don't consider myself religious by most religious standards. But I certainly rethought the way I saw religion, and um, and I rethought the way I saw McDonald's, and, and in both cases, it was because I, as I as I decided I was going to learn from people instead of te- instead of lecturing them on what I think they should do. Um, and just listen to them and, and follow them and, and do what they did to some level. Um, I found myself in McDonald's a lot. Um, and the reason was is because in many neighborhoods, in many um, especially rougher neighborhoods, um, poorer neighborhoods, back row communities, it's often the, the one place that kind of functions and is open to the public in many ways. You know, if you're living on the streets and you, you're going through an addiction or you're going through a bad time or you're living in your car, sleeping in Walmart, you um, you know, McDonald's is the one place that will welcome you and allow you to kind of just sit there for two hours at the table and recharge your phone, use the Wi-Fi, um, and, you know, just maintain, re- regain a moment of dignity, you know, rejoin society without being stared at. Yeah. You know, if, if, if these same people would go on to state school or, or an elite university, they would call the police on them and kick them out. So, you know, I have a lot of respect for education, I have a lot of respect for getting the best education, but, you know, these educational institutions don't necessarily treat the poor the way they, they claim they want, them to, want to treat them. Right, right. And, uh, you uh, know, but the point of the McDonald's was is like, you know, a lot of elites, a lot of wealthy people like myself make fun of them, but McDonald's are essential to many communities. They're in many ways a community center. It's where people get together to meet and talk. You know, I saw bingo games there. I saw church groups meeting there. I saw people get to, get together to play dominoes. People get together to play chess.
4: And at the same time, when you think about the church, of course, you know, the church in the 21st century America, you know, has a bad reputation. It's maligned generally. But the people that show up, whether it's the key show or whomever that you met along that journey, all the different church services you went to, they showed up. Um, they weren't, you know, sort of crushed by the pastor's weight of judgment. They were welcome as well, even though they were sex workers and addicts or were struggling in life in some hard way.
12: Yeah, you know, I made a point of going to churches that uh, I made a point of going to church which was big for me um, as somebody who, who had' not attended church since I was a teen um, but I would go to different whatever whatever small church was in the community and I would try to focus on smaller churches once you know that had maybe take I remember one that was in a former Kentucky fried chicken um, you know one that was in a strip mall um, that had, had been in a furniture store and was out now, now now a church and what I what I found in them you know was first of all Often, I was the only white person in the in the service. I was certainly often the outsider for some you know in mean, many cases, and I was always welcomed, which was very remarkable um and also most everybody was welcome you know a lot of the people who work who who have it worse on the streets the church is offer them a, a kind of a, a place just just to to go and 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 be accepted um by people who look like them and act like them people who you know who certainly, who, who also a lot of people who've been through rough time, who, um, who if they haven't been through a rough time, understand, have a relative who's been in a rough time, and you know are willing to give them a chance and and to, and to you know, as long as as long as you walk in and try, um, we're willing to give them a chance and and rethink the way you know and that, give them dignity, the, the dignity of attending a service, and you know I started realizing just how valuable the, the churches were in these neighborhoods. And you have to understand that was a very hard thing for me to come to um, because of my previous position. But, you know, I was, again, if I was going to have a truly open mind and if I was going to even use my scientific background, I, I couldn't deny what I saw.
6: Chris,
5: so where you started, and I want to make sure that we kind of go back just a little bit in case we have listeners that are just joining us, but you were a successful trader on Wall Street. You um, had a theoretical science, theoretical physics degree. Um, you were, you had made your way through the financial crisis. You'd come out kind of smelling like a rose. Um, so finances weren't a concern. Your apartment wasn't a concern. Um, and your perspective on the world at that point, before you took your first walk, how did you think about margin? People in
12: America. I'm I'm on the left. I'm progressive, and so I, you know, I I thought I thought of them as um, in in, in a um, in a non-demeaning way. I thought I thought of them as, um, uh, you know, I I thought I was sympathetic, Um, and I was, I think, but I don't think I fully understood um, just how removed I was from from them. You know, I thought because of my background, I came from a very small town in the south. Um, You know, I I, I didn't grow up rich, um, that I understood at least um, better than most wealthy people, um, the the working class. But I realized during this process just how removed I had become Mm -hmm. during during the 30 years of uh, going to get a a PhD and then going to Wall Street. Um, And I realized that a lot of the way we well-intentioned wealthy people think about the working class is often very condescending. We just kind of say, well, that's all very well and good. I feel sorry for you. Here, Here's our solutions to your problems, instead of saying, oh, let me just listen to what you think is your solution to your problem. You know, it's kind of a classic example I always use is um, when, you know, I, just, I call it the well-actually syndrome. When you go into, when a wealthy person or a well-educated person whose well-intentioned goes into a town that's not they're not that familiar with, they'll... You know, the person, will, the people in the town will complain about something, and then that that person will say, "Well, well, actually, <laughs> you know, like, well, actually, you should move. You know, I'm sorry your job, I'm sorry your factory left, but that's actually good for the country, and you should move." Right. I think those are very, 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 very condescending ways to think.
5: But Chris, that's what makes your book so challenging because we're like you. You know, as I I would turn each page and I'd look at each photograph and I would think, you know, I feel like I want to think. That I'm a compassionate person and I want to think that I'm open-minded and I recognize that not everyone's experience is like mine and not everyone's education levels like mine and not everyone's sense of opportunity or experience of opportunity is the same. I, I want to think that I believe that and I know that, but there's something way different in my understanding and yours after years of actually walking and being there with people.
12: Well, I think the rule of thumb I now use is and uh, the best I can say to people is um it's it's the old adage uh, before before you judge somebody um walk a mile in their shoes. You know, um I, it's made me rethink in terms of like, you know, that knee-jerk reaction you have when you hear, when you see something you're just about to yell, well, you know, to them, you know, maybe pause for 5 or 10 minutes and think, hmm. <laughs> you know, maybe there's a lot going on in their life I don't know about. Um Maybe there's um, you know situations they're involved in or or trauma they've been through that they're not able to reveal to me, and so just withhold judgment for a bit um, mm-hmm. until I get to know them better. I'm not saying everybody is wonderful. You know, there are people, there are bad people in every group. Of, you know, sure. in the world, there are people who. Um, but in aggregate, you know, if you, especially if you see a group of people that you don't feel comfortable around, and you're kind of like you don't understand why they're doing something something the way they're doing. Is you know, I think the way to way to do it is hold withhold judgment for a while. And then try to understand, try to try to, like, you know, see how they live for a day or even two days and just, um, you know, walk a mile in their shoes. Yeah.
4: We're talking about God, McDonald's and dignity. Chris Arnotti, his brand new book is called Dignity, Seeking Respect in Backrow America. We can take a a quick break, but Chris is going to stay with us. We hope that you do as well. It's a beautiful, heartbreaking story, uh, the narrative and the photographs as well in dignity. So stay with us. 101.5
11: WORD. Have you ever doubted God's love or questioned whether you're truly saved? Hi, I'm Andrew Farley, author of Twisted Scripture, untangling 45 lies Christians have been told. Visit this station's website to download my free guide to your new identity in Christ. Then enter for a chance to win a VIP trip to Dallas this fall.
0: Sign up for the Twisted Scripture Conference Getaway in Dallas now go to wordfm.com/twisted. Hey, it's John Hall. So, a while back, the folks at My
4: Pillow said, "Hey, John, can you try out a My Pillow and let us know what you think?" I was skeptical. I mean, it's a pillow. But what did I have to lose, right? I'll tell you what I lost. Interrupted sleep, no more folding the pillow in half, no more flat, lifeless pillows. It changed my life. So, I'm letting you know. You need My Pillow. Well, not my actual pillow, but your own My Pillow. It stays cool all night long. No more waking up at 3 a.m. to flip to the cool side of the pillow. It keeps its shape. No more reshaping your pillow in the middle of the night. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Try it. Don't like it? Return it. My pillow comes with a 10-year warranty. Do you have a pillow that comes with a 10-year warranty? You can toss a My Pillow into your washer and dryer. It's like new again. Get a two-pack of My Pillows premiums for 69.98. That's only 34.99 per pillow. The lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. This offer is only available at mypillow.com or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code Word.
10: Creation Fest 2019 is coming. Join us with your family and friends for a weekend of worship like no other. Over 70 artists like Skillet, song Worship, Crowder, Elevation Worship, Carrie Joe, 10th Avenue North, and Mendisa. As well as over 15 speakers like Bob Legs, Reggie Dabbs, and David Nasser. Be a part of the creation worship experience in the beautiful mountains of central Pennsylvania. Go to creationfest.com to find out more.
6: That's creationfest.com.
0: Hi, I'm John Henny from Henny Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our To Have and To Hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. Providence Presbyterian Church, Washington Alliance Church, Bethlehem Lutheran Church, St. John the Baptist Church, Impact Christian Church, The Bible Chapel, What do all these churches from various denominations have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for churches. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com.
4: Chris Arnotti is with us. His brand new work is called "Dignity: Seeking Respect in Back Row America."
5: Listen, you have to check out this book before we finish our segment with Chris. We're going to talk about the absolutely unbelievable photographs that are included in it. I mean, it's just it's it's a book you absolutely cannot miss. Um, Chris, I, I I guess I want to talk about. The evolution in your thought um, between being trained as a scientist and then ending up in these little tiny churches that would spring up in storefronts. I mean, you know, we talk a lot on our show about the collision and the tension between science and faith, especially in America today and you know John and I are educated people and so we you know bought into the whole you know science is the way that you figure things out and the way you understand the world and you say that you felt the same way in your book um talk about where you started and then what it was like to end up in these little churches where all this crazy stuff was happening
12: right i mean i would never say i mean i was i i would i, would, I was never i would never make fun of religion i wasn't one of those atheists <laughs> i mean that just wasn't in my dna um, you know I'd get frustrated yeah. um, I grew up in a town that was very religious um, and I was kind of in many ways felt like because of that I didn't really fit in it wasn't kind of who I was um, but I never I never felt I was one of those people who, who who would make fun of the religious I think I was surrounded by those people and it would always made me feel uncomfortable um, but you know, Having once I started walking into churches and, and going, I mean it was again as a scientist. Uh, uh, forget the emotion, but as a scientist, I couldn't deny the the power of what was going on there, and 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 how important it was to people. And you know the way I the way I look at it now is I always say to my friends who are you know my scientific friends, I say, look, you know, science is good at building bridges. I'm not so sure it's good at building meaningful lives. And I think we we tend to think it. It, we scientists, you know, tend to think it can do both, and I think we should accept. It's like I said; it's really good at building bridges. It's good at getting us to the moon, and and those are important things. Um, but I don't think it's really that great at building a community. Um, and I think a lot of what faith does, you know, what, what I what I see in these neighborhoods and these churches is just how 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 strong the community is and how. How important it is to people, yeah. and you know, one of the things I, um, you know, uh, there's just uh, there's so many times like I just you know think of pl- places where, you know, I was overwhelmed by the by the by the emotion of what was going on, and you know, it just really made me rethink how I think about religion and what I come you know the way I, s- I say it to other people now is, um, you know, I, I think I look back at kind of the my old self my old self who was um, kind of more far more close-minded about that and I uh, used to say that you know it was, it was there was a real hubris there this real sense that you know we in science can control can, can solve everything and one of the things that spending six years dealing with people who live under bridges is you realize it's not so clear we can solve everything are some some problems are just too big and unknowable and you know I think faith Understands that understands the humility that it takes to to, to walk into that church and, and 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 put your put your faith in in, in the Bible yeah or or, or the Quran or <laughs> or the Torah what have you.
4: And so, Chris, after those six years and all these people, I mean, I, I really admire your willingness to, to go out there and be so transparent with people. And, you know, you talk about it in, in dignity. It wasn't as though, you know, you were sort of the sugar daddy for the crowd. But, of course, as you built these relationships that were longstanding, you know, they knew that you were the outsider. And they knew that, you know, when times were rough, they could, you know, look to you and, you know, you give them 10 or $20 and could help them along the way. I mean, all, all that. But, I, you know, you look at America today and you... You know what it is to be on the highways and to pull off and to, you know, go into Kentucky Fried Chicken or McDonald's or whatnot. And th- those people—it doesn't matter whether it's you know boom times of record unemployment or not—that the poor will always be with us, and the addict will be with us, the alcoholic, the sex worker. It, it, you know, good times or not, there's always going to be this dark underbelly of of despair in, in a certain percentage of people's lives. So with all that, you know, whenever. You're at home now and, you know, you're lying in bed and you got clean sheets and, you know, that, you know, everything's going to be okay. What do you take away from that? That No matter what, no matter the excellence of a government program or a handout or some equal opportunity access that people can buy into, there's no perfect solution to this, is there? That, you know, that people are always going to be broken and always looking for some help.
12: Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, it's interesting. Is one of the things I've, I've learned is, just, I mean, or how I've changed is I, I always hand people money now. If, 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 if someone comes up to me at McDonald's and asks me for five dollars, I'll give it to them. I don't care how clearly wrong the story is, and you know me, yeah, you know, yeah. it's just you know what, uh, fine, <laughs> it's complicated. I'll, I'll you know,
6: I'll,
12: you know, I. Old me used to say, well, you know, it doesn't. it's harmful, you give it to cherries, like, you know, do both. I just I just can and buy people a meal and, you know, and what and what have you. Um, you know, I think the way I think about our society is, you know, it's kind of like we built a society that works really well for, let's say, 70% of the people. And for 20% of the people, it doesn't work very well. And for 10% of the people, it just doesn't work at all. Um, for some reason, it just just chews them out, chews them up, and spits them out. And a lot of them have gone through things that you know I, I, can, I can I just can't imagine anybody going through. And so you know I feel like in some senses we have an obligation <laughs> yeah. As, yeah. as as a moral obligation, forget a political obligation, it's a moral obligation to kind of realize that you know, you know if, if things had been different, that could have been me, or it could have been my daughter, or it could have been my 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 brother. And so. I just I'm a firm believer in that, it's uh, helping to the extent you can, and and not being cynical about it. You know, I mean, right. like, there are there are people I'm sure who played me, and you know what? Okay, you know, I'm sure if you got to the case where you need to play me for ten dollars, I'm sure things aren't going well, anyways. You know, right. so does it matter? You know? Yeah, yeah, so does it matter? Right.
4: Hey, so um, take take a moment, and our times that we're up against the clock here, but you know, along with your storytelling, which you're a terrific storyteller, your photographs are just. I mean, they expose the soul of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, seriously, there were times when I saw the photographs that made yeah. me cry. Yeah. What was that like? I mean, uh, talk to us about that experience of allowing people to let their guard down. People did let their guard down or amongst you, that they showed their true selves.
12: Right. One of the things I always, you know, I always carry a camera with me. I, I guess I call myself a photographer. Um, but one of the things I found is when I had a camera, it was all these people open up, um, you know, and... What I wanted to do for so many people was to provide them a photograph, you know. If, if, if you're doing well, you kind of allow, you control your image. You, you you take a picture that works for you. So many people don't have that opportunity because, you know, the, the pictures are usually taken um, in not very flattering circumstances. So I always love somebody to control how the picture happens, um, you know. After after we talk for an hour or two hours or half an hour what have you, I would I would ask if I could take their picture and and almost 95% of people 98% of people said sure and then I would allow them a minute or two to go in the bathroom to clean up you know fix their makeup um, and do their hair um or, or 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 even change a shirt you know to to be in a, to to look in a way that that I thought gave them what I was trying to give them which is dignity um to 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 allow them to have a a picture that they're proud of not a, not a I aI gotcha picture, you know so many right. people t- take take a picture of these people like, hey, I just they're like they're collecting Pokemon or something, mm-hmm. you know just like uh, but no, to really uh, to make sure that person valued that picture and you know so the, the reason being is so again, you know I think w- one of the things that's great about photography it allows it forces the viewer to come and look at that person and before judging them just look into their eyes for a moment and and think about them um and you know. And 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 hopefully come to the realization that you know everybody <laughs> everybody goes through a lot in life. You yeah, know, there's it's a shared humanity.
5: Yeah, yeah. Well, Chris, you've shown great kindness in your work, and you've changed my perspective. It's a beautiful, beautiful book. It's called Dignity: Seeking Respect in Back Row America. The author, Chris Arnati.
4: Thanks, Chris. Take a break. Come back. We get to, just a touch your head. Stay with us.
7: Grandma and Grandpa, when you retire, will you take me to Disney World? Can we go to a movie? Grandma, can you teach me how to knit? Grandpa, will you throw the baseball around with me?
8: They won't always be so little. Make sure you plan now so you can start making more memories, because big or small, those moments matter. They are what you've worked your entire life for, and they just might turn out to be some of the best moments of your life and theirs. I'm Kurt Konodik, CEO and Financial Advisor at Accurate Solutions Group. Call our team to start your personalized income plan for your own retirement blueprint, 412-515-3555. That's 412-515-3555. At Accurate Solutions Group, we help people retire with confidence, clarity, and independence. We do the planning so you can make the memories. 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management,
2: LLC. New
0: message. Your social security number has been suspended not contact us.
2: Your account will be deactivated. Scammers are aggressive when they contact a potential victim. Social Security Administration employees will never threaten you for information or promise benefits in exchange for information. In those cases, the call is fraudulent and you should just hang up. Don't provide any personal or financial information to these thieves. Call the Social Security Fraud Hotline at 1-800-269-0271. They didn't teach us this in Bible College. A family in my church has asked me to help with their son who's addicted to heroin.
0: They're in a serious crisis, and I'm so busy with everything else at the
4: church. How do I help them? For over 50 years, Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge has come alongside local pastors to help them in the fight against addiction in their congregations. Call 724-265-4100 now. Western Pennsylvania Adult
0: and Teen Challenge, bringing wholeness to the hopeless. Right now at Napa Auto Care Centers, when you spend $250 on Napa brake parts, you can get a $75 prepaid Visa card. Quality parts installed by pros, that's Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Care Centers, exclusions apply, offer ends June 30th.
6: Hit the road, Jack and Don't you come back no more No more, no more, Hit the road, Jack And Don't you come back no more What you say Hit the road, Jack and Don't you come back no more, no
4: more No more, Of course, that's Ray Charles Hit the uh, He died today, right? Mm-hmm. In what, 2004? 73 years old? Seems really young but what an impact his life had.
5: Listen, I, I can't think of an artist that I love more than Ray Charles. Oh, my gosh. I mean, he's up there. He's in. Oh, here we go.
6: Yeah. Georgia,
5: the whole
4: that's the state song of Georgia. How about the first time you heard Ray Charles, America?
5: Listen, that that's the only one. Yeah, that is the only one. Once Keep I heard him do it.
4: America, sweet America. That's fabulous, isn't it? Wow. Ray Charles, gone but certainly not forgotten.
5: Thanks for being with us today.
4: Check us out on iTunes, johnandcathyshow.com, or Facebook, The Ride Home with John and Kathy.
8: The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.